Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Radically Embodied Love podcast. I'm Nasreen Barbeck here with my lovely co-host Jessica Falcon. And today we are talking about a very important topic, communication. It's important for our personal lives and for our professional lives. And communication is the cornerstone of our all the relationship, doesn't matter what kind of relationship. But I think today we're gonna to focus on more personal relationships and talk about why it can be challenging, what are the obstacles in having a communication. Also communication is not just about talking, it's also about actively listening. And uh, that is, I think, is very important because when we learn to actively listen, then we can see the other person's perspective and they feel heard and seen, even though if you're not agreeing with them. And uh, that's been one of my challenges. And the, my relationship has been affected by miscommunication big time. How about you, Jessica? <laughs> I've definitely experienced a lot of relationship struggles, whether it be by my own incapacity to voice what I really need or desired or how I felt. And also when I felt really unheard and the fear of conflict was often a big part of that, the fear of being rejected the fear of making somebody upset, of trying to take care of their own feelings instead of my feelings and honoring them instead of myself. That was a huge pattern that showed up for me. And then I've also been in situations, particularly over the past several years as I've really reclaimed my voice of recognizing how other people fear conflict so much that they can't hear others or how It's so difficult for people in general to put voice to their innermost feelings and to do so vulnerably without projecting their own fear of rejection on the other person. And the way that that can come out that I, I've actually really seen a lot in women in particular is this, I'm going to assume that you don't wanna hear what I'm saying. So it's gonna come across as very controlling and authoritative because I actually don't trust you to hear me at all. And so I'm gonna talk in this way that's like telling you how I feel, but it's so not vulnerable. And it doesn't leave any space or openness for the other person to truly respond. And, and so just the more aware we become of our communication and what we want to express and the fears that we have around expressing ourselves, the easier it is to 
actually experience intimacy mm-hmm. and authenticity in relationships that I think we usually long for deep down. And it's these fears that stop us from actually experiencing that. Yeah. And the reason for most of the, us women who, like, as you mentioned, gets to the point that the way we communicate is not effective is because we always have felt on that we are not heard the way we want to or not seen, especially growing up. We have seen that in our own family that uh, you're not here to really be seen and you know you don't feel like you're really being seen and heard and therefore we have this tendency that assume uh, and then our style of communication is that I want to be heard so and then eventually get to the point that is opposite of what we want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for anybody to really mm-hmm. speak their deep truth, but with women in particular, we are told not to have our own feelings and needs and desires separate from those around us, that we exist for the benefit of others. And so when we have this deeply embedded belief, whether we're really conscious as to why we're experiencing what we experience or not, when we have this deeply embedded belief in our society and psyche, then we feel really selfish when we do speak up for ourselves. Or it's almost like we have to prove that what we're saying matters because we don't deep down believe that it matters or that we're worthy of taking up that much space. And so it becomes this immediate inner conflict instead of going into the conversation with this, wow, what if I go into a conversation and I trust this person to hear me? What if I go into a conversation and I trust that everything I say matters and this person wants to hear all of it because they love me? What if I trust that what I'm saying is valid and I don't have to prove anything because I'm really in alignment? with who I am and what I want. And I'm willing to be really open with this person I love and care about because I trust myself and I trust that they want that too. And they wanna see me and they wanna hear me and they wanna honor me. That shifts how we show up. But usually we're not showing up that way. Usually we're showing up with this hidden fear that what we say doesn't matter, what we feel doesn't matter, that we don't matter. They don't want to hear us. They don't want to see us. They don't really care. They don't want to honor us. They haven't before, right? All of these stories, which may or may not actually be true. They could really be true. But it's how we show up that we're responsible for. And if we start to honor ourselves, and our truth and not seek external permission for that truth or validation and agreement, then we can and we have the capacity to show up with more authenticity because we're not so afraid that when we do, we're just going to be rejected. Yeah. The good news is communication is a skill that we can develop. 
But here's the question. As we know, relationships are two-way street, right? Can one person communication change the dynamic of the relationship? In my own experience, because I lived with someone who were who was very afraid of conflict to the point that any conversation that would escalate to even the tiniest disagreement, they would either shut down or become aggressive in that space. Um, I found it very hard to hold on to that relationship or improve the way things were going. Um, so what do you think? What is what is it that we can do or cannot do when we are in a relationship with someone who is having a hard time communicating? It makes it hard, right? Yeah. When, when both people aren't good at communicating, it makes it really hard. I've witnessed this a lot in clients. And I've also had a lot of personal experience with this as well. And all we can truly be responsible for is ourself, right? And how we show up. And particularly when we're navigating a relationship, either at the beginning or when things are changing and one person is starting to, I've been in a situation where I started to express myself more in ways I never did. And at the very beginning of really actually beginning to voice what I felt instead of hiding it, my partner grew more and more aggressive against me because he didn't actually want to hear me, which was really hard to accept. And I vowed to honor my truth no matter what. And I vowed to stay in that truth no matter what. But it ultimately meant leaving the relationship because he couldn't do it with me. Mm -hmm. Now, I do think it is possible when both people in the relationship say, okay, it's not easy for us to communicate and we're having a hard time. So either getting outside help for the couple or outside help individually, depending on the situation and the context, to really look at where is it that I'm having a hard time showing up authentically? Where is it that I'm having a hard time hearing you and why? What is it triggering in me? Because so often, when we're having a hard time hearing somebody else, it's because it's triggering our own shame mm -hmm. and our own judgment and our own guilt and our own fears, deep fears. And then when we're having a hard time expressing ourselves, it's often because we're so afraid mm -hmm. of the rejection, of the lack of agreement, of the conflict, of not being liked and not being accepted. And both of those reasons to either not share something or to not hear something can only fully be addressed when that individual creates the consciousness around those fears and beliefs so that they can show up more fully for themselves and the other person. And that's why both people have to come to the table equally. That being said, I know that there are certain relationships in my life, not my most intimate, but let's say family or professional relationships in which I know the person doesn't have the capacity to show up 
in the way that I do and communication. And I do limit how much I share in that particular dynamic because I know that it's not safe. And it doesn't mean that it's not safe with myself because I really work very deeply with my clients to develop and create internal safety. And when we truly know what our internal safety is and our power, it's important to recognize when it's not safe externally, because that's part of taking care of oneself and creating safety is to recognize, I know this person does not have the capacity to honor me and hear me. And therefore I'm not going to share this vulnerable thing that they're just going to throw back in my face or just don't have the capacity to hear because that's actually not honoring myself to show up that way. It's like, um, like throwing pearls before swine. Mm-hmm. If you know that quote in scripture, it's like, why, why throw pearls before swine? They're just going to stample on it. They're just going to, you know, they don't honor it. They don't respect it. So why bring it to them? Why give it to them? That's how I feel in relationships in which I know the other person doesn't have the capacity to hear me. And in my most intimate relationships, I only tolerate people that do. Yeah, because uh, communication is the foundation of a healthy, loving relationship. So if you don't have it, then, you know, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of people just put up with it. Right. And but if we want true connection, we want to be seen and heard. We need to have that foundation of a healthy communication. And, you know, I heard you saying that a couple of things is so important. One is awareness and consciousness or consciousness of being aware of our own needs and wants and feel safe to be able to, from vulnerable place, share it, because that's how we create connection, when we share that emotional, deep intimacy with someone. But before that is, we feel, we feel safe inside, and then we do feel safe in being with somebody else and sharing that deep yearning that we have, which I think most of us do to share, to be with someone, to feel belong, to to feel like we are heard and we are seen. But I heard you also say, but it comes first that you need to be able to create that within yourself and feel safe within to allow you to have that communication, which I think is I have seen it in my own relationship has been a big part of it. When I felt that my partner didn't feel safe and to be vulnerable, to share, and not just with me, that's the way he was. And then later understood it was because of a trauma of childhood and seeing conflict with his parents, which scared him off. And to the point that he would shut down fully as soon as he felt that, okay, now it's going to be conflict. Uh, Even though it was just a little bit of, you know, disagreement in the communication. We don't need to 
agree with each other to have a great communication. <laughs> That's the part that active listening bring in. If somebody's really actively listening to you, that you feel heard, that person doesn't really need to agree with what you say, but is is you feel that that person is valuing you, is respecting you by really listening to what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Because we truly hear with our heart. We truly hear when we just hold presence for the other. And I really want to point out, like with this, this example that you gave of a partner that really was so afraid of conflict because of their own fears they experienced, perhaps growing up or in the past. For me, I'm thinking, okay, so like with the client, the way that I go into that is I really guide them into, right, the root of that fear, like into the fear, because what happens when we're not communicating is we're running away from these unconscious fears. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to own our voice and to communicate and to develop these relationships rooted in real intimacy, I would urge that person to really go into that fear, go into the subconscious and go into their own capacity to face the fear and shift that energetic hold that that fear has had on them for years so that they can choose to free themselves from it. And that's the power that we have when we're deciding to develop conscious relationships. And we want intimacy. We have to, each of us, go into those ways that we've kept ourselves from it because we keep ourselves from intimacy because we are so deeply afraid of being seen. And when we can see ourselves that deeply and not turn away, we create the capacity for so much freedom and so much love that we don't even know is possible until we begin that work. Yeah, and that requires us having willingness to go deep and do our work <laughs> not I mean, it's, it's to go there right <laughs> it's 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 because for me i know for myself and my clients it's because we know our freedom and pleasure and love and soul is worth it so yeah it looks like work but it's really coming back into union. It's mm -hmm. really coming back into love. And the work is facing the fears that stop us from that. The work is looking at the ways we've denied that love to ourselves. And so it's work, but it's, it's personally, I can't imagine living life any other way because when I'm not doing that quote work of coming deeper and deeper into love, I'm not honoring the truth of who I am. And I can never experience what I truly desire because true love will never come from outside of me. 
true belonging will never come outside of me. True security will never come outside of me. That is, that is what my soul has brought me to understand over and over and over again, because it is the only way for us to actually experience our divinity, to actually experience love, is to first come into that within ourselves. And then we create the capacity to share that with other people. And is it worth it? Is it worth the frustration and the anger? Yeah. In my experience, it is. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's easy because it can feel really hard. But the difficulty is letting go of the old identity. Yeah. As you said, it's not easy, but definitely it's worth it. That I can say for sure as someone who will have spent years of digging deeper to get to know myself and there is no other way really to first create that intimacy with yourself see yourself hear yourself and then within that as you said when you create that within yourself it becomes easier to also share and communicate with others but first again we're going back as always i think in each episode they always get to the point that we realize it all starts within ourselves and it all starts with seeing our own divinity, our worth, our value, and deeply fall in love with who we are, who we're becoming, and see all of it, our shadows, our great thing, all of us that is part of as who we are and honor that so that we can become the person that we are here to be and from that place I think the rest will work out by itself if, if we do our own work and be able to create that inner environment for ourselves that is joyful that is loving and everything becomes easier. And as you mentioned, sometimes we just have to let go. We need to let, let some uh, relationship resolve itself because it's not for our highest, best interest to be in there. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. <laughs> I really, for you, when you were saying that, all I could think of was when I asked myself, you know, when I felt like I wasn't being heard and, and the relationship, why would I stay in a relationship with a person who doesn't want to hear me? Why? What part of myself am I not honoring to think that I don't deserve someone who genuinely wants to hear me? What part of myself am I devaluing to allow, to choose to stay in a relationship in which I am actually invisible to the other person. Wow. Talk about bringing up the deep mm -hmm. attachments and fears to actually owning our worth, to actually owning our choice, to actually owning who we are. They're deep. They run really deep. But I chose I've chosen several times in my life and relationships to honor myself 
in ways that I knew the other person never could because I realized that to stay in a relationship in which I was not being fully seen and heard and honored for who I am was denying myself the love that I am. Yeah, that is deep. Yeah. And I don't know what else I can add to that. (laughs) (laughs) As you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, really, that's it. Um, It all comes down. Are we really honoring ourselves? Are we truly seeing ourselves? And if we do, then there's no question where we need to end the relationship and move on or honor a relationship and do our work there. And I'm thinking when you say that, I know the struggle I felt in the midst of relationships in which I hope that the person would change and they want to begin and they would do the work. And so if any of our listeners are in that scenario in which they're holding on to hope or they're like telling themselves, I just want to give them another chance or I'm getting better. I can't do it either. Or I just want to see if they'll change and do this any differently that one of the ways to really make sure you're actually honoring yourself and that truth and that desire to be open to the other versus self-denial and lying to oneself and holding on to false hope one of the ways to really distinguish between the two because it really comes down to that deep soul truth but a way that you can ask yourself is are their words congruent with their actions are they doing what they say they'll do are they saying they're honoring me but interrupting me when i speak are they saying they love me but refuse to see me are they saying they want to hear me but then change the subject every time i talk or turn it on themselves like those kinds of questions Mm -hmm. look at their actions and their words because that is the way we really begin to see clearly. Right. And this goes back to our last episode, boundaries, which communication is a huge part of it. Are we communicating our needs and wants and from there setting healthy boundary? And if our listeners haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend it um, to, I think it was episode 10, if I'm not mistaken. 11. I believe it was episode 11. 11, right. <laughs> yes. And uh, that's part of uh, having a healthy communication um, to know how to set a healthy boundary by speaking our truth and knowing our needs and wants and communicating it in a healthy way. Yeah. Beautiful. It's been wonderful to talk about this and I hope it's been helpful to you all to really see how you are showing up in relationship when you want to share a truth are you showing up in the conversation defending yourself are you showing up receptive to the other are you showing up willing to honor your own needs are you showing up being afraid that the other person won't 
because when you can see how you're showing up and what those inner fears and beliefs are, then you can actually begin to create some change. Yeah. And that's it for this episode. We are looking forward to seeing you or looking forward to just having our next communication. And please don't forget to follow us and share our episode with your friends and family. If you know anybody who can use any of this topic, um, we appreciate that. Much love to you all.